Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. This is Henry Lopez, and welcome to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today is Bruce Ross. Bruce, welcome to the show. Thank you, Henry. It's a pleasure to be here, and and thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Looking forward to this conversation. You know, we we all want to eliminate self-doubt, overwhelm, and stress and scale our leadership uh, capabilities, our own and those of our teams. And we need to step out more confidently and boldly and harness what Bruce refers to as flow states, or Bruce and others, that flow that you can get into this, what we need to grow our businesses. Bruce is going to share his unshakable, bold leadership tools and a framework, uh, part of what he calls being in flowpreneur or being a flowpreneur, which enables us to perform under pressure, recover rapidly, unlock creativity, and take bold action in our business. Plus, it's what allows us to savor those magic moments with family, with friends, and with ourselves. If you want to receive more information and to download all of the tools that Bruce is going to share with us today, and we have an exciting webinar coming up, so you'll want to register for this upcoming free online workshop please text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700, or just visit thehowofbusiness.com. You'll find all of this information that we're going to chat about today on the show notes page for this episode. So let me tell you a little bit more about Bruce. Bruce Ross is an entrepreneur, a speaker, a coach, and the creator of Flowpreneur. Flowpreneur is a, a framework designed for leaders who want to use these disrupting times that we're all in to double down on their development to build others up. It's a a blended learning program that enables business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs to lead bigger, as Bruce says, and live better and experience actual traction. Bruce has over 37 years of experience working directly with the full spectrum of leaders from emergent through established. Bruce has spoken at over 30 annual conferences and has been published internationally on the topics of leadership, optimal performance, mindsets, and accessing peak mental performance. Bruce is also the host of his own show called the Unshakable Leadership Podcast. Bruce Bruce lives in, now I'm not, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation here, Bruce, but what's the name of the town you live in? It's called Kati Kati. Kati Kati in Bay of Plenty in New Zealand. So much appreciated that you're taking the time at a different hour for you to join us. So once again, Bruce Ross, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Looking forward to this conversation. I had the pleasure of being on on your great podcast, Unshakable Leadership Podcast. uh, I don't know, last last year, I think it was, end of last year. Mm. And I was so impressed with everything we chatted about and everything that you're doing to help entrepreneurs and leaders. And so here's an opportunity to have you and share these ideas with myself and my audience. But I'd like to start where we usually start, which is early on, what got you to where you are today. Tell me briefly the story of your early career. Absolutely. So I went to university, got a degree. First job out was as a social worker. So there are two sorts of social workers. There's field that is out in the field, meeting people, I was residential. I was working inside boys' homes, so I was working with street kids. Hmm. Uh, I moved from there to um, HR. So I was a recruiter. I was a recruiter for 14 years. And it's there that I got the first 
grit inside, inside the oyster. What do I mean by that is that after the 14 years, I've, re- I've pretty much climbed the level that I could get to, but I walked away defeated. And the reason I was defeated, it wasn't really? because of the competition. It wasn't because of the marketplace. It was actually because of my own emotions. And what I mean by that is that I was a commission-only job. So I lived, uh, you know, two kids, my wife, I was their sole income earner. Um, so everything depended on my performance. And I would be working through a particular project and I could get to the very end and I could have my guy and on a short list of two or whatever. And if my person didn't get in, I found it would take me three days to get emotionally back on the horse. Yeah. I was so devastated. And I, I'd find myself going, doing anything and everything I possibly could to try and rebalance my emotions. And I used to have things, my mantra was just toughen up. That didn't work. Um, another one was, uh, well, as high as you go is as low as you go. So I tried to numb things out and I didn't try to get to uh, have too much expectation, but I just became a bit blanded to myself. And I found I'd go to bookshops and just to try and get some sort of re- relief, I'd be reading cartoons. So that was as far as, as my ability to understand mindset and adjust it. But that's where it really the pain first kicked in. Anyway, I went from there. Um, I became an, a, um, as a general manager for a business and life coaching program, one of the very first in New Zealand, four years there. And then I moved to be an internal performance coach with an organization. So I was a franchise. There are 20 franchisees. I was coaching the franchise owner and their sales teams. It was all around high performance and ensuring performance. Then they came to me one day and they said, well, we've heard good things. We like what you do, but we can't see a direct connection between what you do and the bottom line. So we're going to make you redundant. We're going to keep using you for a short period of time. Um, Here's some money to set up a business, go away. And so I was restructured out. And so it was at that point, I became a reluctant entrepreneur, um, an entrepreneur, but I had no plan. Um, I hadn't, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't really even know what I did. I mean, yes, I was a performance coach, but that was a bit bland. It wasn't that specific. And as I mentioned, sole income earner, um, two kids, my wife. And that's when pain two kicked in. And what I mean by that is I would wake up at 20 to four in the morning in a state of anxiety, which is panic and anxiety. Mm. So this is my early experience is, you know, I know you've got business owners that they're, they're moving in, they're startups, or they've been in business for a while. So I was experiencing then an extreme version of the overwhelm, the devastation, the sense of inadequacy that whenever you're in business, especially when you're starting out, there's just so much to learn. You don't know where to start, how to structure things, where do you put your attention, et cetera, et cetera. So I faced that. And and as a coach, I knew I had to somehow find a way through. So I knew it was to do with my mind something to do with my mind. Mm -hmm. So I looked out there as to what was available around mindset and and what was then available is pretty much available now. There's uh, meditation, there's mindfulness, there's gratitude, there's reframing, there's affirmations. And I found them to be sort of good. I found them to be useful to a degree. They were general and they were slow. And so whilst I applied them, it was fine. But then I have to go back and, and put my head into the stuff that was really tough. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like some of those uh, tools and techniques deal, I think, more with the symptoms than the heart of the problem. Would you agree with totally. that? Totally. Yeah. 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 So they work at the conscious level. 
So while I'm consciously doing my mantras, my affirmations, they work. While I'm consciously breathing as I, you know, focus on my breath, blah, 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 mindfulness, they work at the conscious level, but the semi and the subconscious levels have a, a 90% impact over the conscious level. So if you think of cognition, that's everything from every thought that you have, there's semi and there's unconscious as well as conscious. It didn't get to, as you said, the root cause, the sub and the, and the semi-conscious, which is where I now focus and you know the, the, the tools that I now share with people. So I started Ignite Business Leadership. That was uh, the business that I set up and that was proceeding and I got some insights and some clues, but in terms of what actually really focused my attention, uh, 2016, our 25-year-old daughter, two daughters, as I mentioned, the 25-year-old younger one, at that time, diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. Oh, and unfortunately, 10 later passed. Uh, utterly devastating at an, at an existential level. You know, what's all this for? Why? Um, I thought if you're a good person, good things happen to you. So very, very deep questions and questioning creation, God, this purpose, everything. But one of the positives that came out was that if you, at a very simplistic level, if you think you've got well-being, you've got a psychological immune system, which is a, like a psychological agility, ability to bounce back, resilience, then you've got your biological immune system to healthy, and we're very aware of that to do with COVID, but any illness really, then you've got disease, and then you've got disease, and then death. And the thing that cuts through all of our firewalls of protection is in fact stress or chronic stress, yeah. overwhelm, um, sense of inadequacy, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, those you know multiple words, but you could say mental health. And so Danny, our daughter, had been suffering under anxiety attacks and, and anxiety was one of the things that triggered the cancer in her. And so it was at that point that I made the decision that I would be focusing not just on how do you protect yourself and give yourself the best chance, but how do you thrive even inside what are called VUCA, V-U-C-A, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous times. And certainly COVID is VUCA on steroids. What we've just been through or right. are going through right. is continuing uncertainty. Now, being an entrepreneur and having your own business is full of uncertainty, but then when you put that magnified by a factor of 10 or whatever, then that's the world that we're heading into because will there be future uncertainty? Absolutely. So the challenge that I put to myself and where I've my stand in the world really is how do you thrive? Not just survive, but how do you thrive even under the such circumstances? So that's what focused my attention around not just getting through and doing sort of okay, but actually excelling and feeling good where there is less force, where you're not trying to force the circumstance, but there's less force, more flow. And then this whole area of flow comes up. Um, and so it was only about three years ago that I created Flowpreneur, which is a combination of two words. Obviously, it's made up of flow and preneur. Mm -hmm. Preneur is to do with our drive. It's to do with our spirit, our get up and go, how to make things happen, motivation, that sort of thing. What we have with flow, uh, the definition of flow is peak states of consciousness where we feel our best and we perform our best. Um, McKinsey have done, McKinsey Consulting have done 
they've seen the benefit of this. And over 10 years, they did a study and they found that their leaders who were in flow were 500% more effective, more productive when they were in flow. Okay. Now, most people have experienced flow. Um, an example for me was um, I was 17. We've been tramping through the bush, had a pack on our back, eight hours of tramping, exhausted, came to the hut, took off my pack, went to the top of a hill to see where we were. On the way down, I started running and then I started sprinting, which is incredibly dangerous. <laughs> uh, you know, the roots, the rocks, the, the turns of the track. And for a few moments, I felt like I was flying. Yeah. And, and, and you could see everything. You could see the terrain clearly. You could see the obstacles. Totally. It's totally. Ugly. So, I've heard often with athletes where the, the field of play slows down for them, even though they're moving rapidly, seemingly. But everything, everything is visible. And, and you become one with the environment. You're lost. Your self-consciousness is gone. And it's just um, staggering in its impact. Um, yet at the same time, it's, it, it vanishes and, and there's a whole addictive nature to it. And there ever after, whenever I went in the bush, I was always looking for a track to run to recapture that feeling. Yeah. Now we've all had those feelings of flow, but for right. most they're arbitrary, they're random. We sort of fall into it, don't know how to get back there again. Because we've never so been whole... taught, uh, we, we hear about it, we know about it. And if any of us who have performed at a high level, we, we have experienced it, like you said, but nobody's ever given us uh, that I know of a framework to get there like you've developed here, I think. Correct. Correct. So that's when you're in flow, you're in the best of yourself. You're doing your best work. You're bringing together your, your most creative, most innovative, most productive. Um, there's deeper sense of meaning. meaning. Um, flow, if you look back at most people's lives and you say, what were the high point moments? You were probably in flow. Mm, I see. Now, you know, in, in sports, of course, there are techniques to get an athlete or even a, you know, a pretend athlete like myself to get into moments of flow. Mm. But, but what you've done here is you've created a framework that helps me as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, to get into these moments of flow. And I say moment, we'll define that. But is, is that, am I on to what you're talking about here? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So how, how do you get back on a predictable systemized daily basis and you get so you make your life flow prone yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and so uh so we'll segue so thanks for the inspirational story and it's just um you know i can obviously i can't even imagine what that's like to lose a child but obviously i can understand how life-changing it make it would be um so i can see where you got to this and mm. and thanks for sharing how you came to focusing on this because it is a, a unique focus uh, the, when, when I, when I learn the flowpreneur framework, it then allows me this mindset to be, as you call an unshakable leader. And you've touched on it, but I want you to define what, what do you mean by an unshakable leadership or an unshakable leader? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give a two-step answer to this. And what do I mean by that? Um, at the core of the whole flowpreneur model is a one word concept well one word truth and i asked myself the question what in one word lies at the heart of leadership and it's the same word that lies at the heart of a great business owner a great parent a great community member community leader um, a great contributor and that word is energy so in the context of a business owner or a business leader 
the job of a leader is to give energy. The job of your staff is to suck energy. So think of it the same way that a parent and a child, the job of a child is to suck their parents' energy, time, effort, money, emotion, attention. Same thing with a business. So there you are, you've gone to work. Your job is to give energy. So what that means is, heck, I need high energy levels for my own well-being and also because other people are going to want bits of me. So this consideration of energy is crucial because we're at our best when we have high levels of energy. So what do I mean? Well, when we have higher levels of energy, we're more insightful, more creative, more robust, um, more re relaxed, more um, authentic. We can connect to others, more empathetic, all those higher things, the, the, what they call EQ. When we have high energy, it, it comes easily. When we have low energy, we are more brittle, more blamey, disconnected from ourselves and from others. We can't lead. So leadership actually requires a certain energy level where you've got the energy to give and also for yourself. But the challenge is that there's so many things going on, distractions, people wanting time, there's issues, there's always problems that you're dealing with and they suck and take your energy. As well as our, our health, right? Our physical health. Um, oh, absolutely. Because yeah, then you're talking right, about the you immune system. On, yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. So as our energy level drops, so too does our resilience, so too does our immune system, and then there's illness and disease and disease and so on. So this area, this, this, this fundamental, if you like, is what I call energy intelligence. And what I mean by energy intelligence, there are three questions. The first is what I need to know what sucks my energy, what reduces me to what I call an energetic colander or sieve. Mm. Number two is how do I contain or how do I top up with high quality energy? What do I need to do around that? And I certainly need to do that as a leader. And that is so that I become a, an energetic chalice, like a cup. Mm -hmm. And then the third question is how do I optimize or systemize that? So minimize the reduction and maximize the high quality stuff. So you asked me the question around flowpreneur and, and, and what's so important um, about it. And the very first place to start is a consideration of energy. We need high energy levels. Yeah. And in fact, I think the biggest barrier to business growth is in fact energy levels. But let me be more specific because we need to ask the question, what sucks our energy? What reduces us the most? And there is only one thing head and shoulders above anything else. Um, okay, you've got the basics. You've got sleep and nutrition, exercise, hydration, and breath work. Those are the basics. I get it. Mm -hmm. And that gets you to the start line. But here we're talking about mental and emotional energy levels, which is what you need as a leader. And the one thing that sucks our energy the most is mindset. And more particularly limiting beliefs, what sits under the surface, that semi and the unconscious levels of, I don't, I don't know, I'm overwhelmed, I can't do it, uh, I, I will fail, um, it will fail, I will be a failure. I mean, these all conversations that are going on under the surface that we're not necessarily aware of, and it's that that sucks our energy. So the other thing too, it's, it's how our brain has been organized. So the way it works is we don't have a problem and see the first layer of consequence. The brain actually ratchets it up to the worst case scenario. Right, right. So, it's you that fight or flight thing that kicks in, right? It's like the, oh, totally. the saber-toothed yeah, tiger might kill me. Yeah. So I have a client, I lose the client. Mm -hmm. And 
you walk away devastated. This is how it was for me when I was um, in the in the recruitment world. And I was devastated. And the reason was I've lost that client or I lost that job. I won't be able to pay the bills. I won't be able to pay the mortgage. Um, I'll lose the house. I'll lose my wife, I'll lose the family, and I'll end up under, sleeping under a bridge. But was it But was it also part of it, Bruce, I'm I'm a failure. I can't do this. Um, oh, they're all part of yeah. All of they're all interconnected. Yeah, they're all interconnected. I'll never find a way through. Right. I can't do this. I'm not I'm capable. I knew that they found out the fraud I was. All of those things yeah. kept to creep in, right? And and consequently, the sense of exhaustion, fatigue, and because your energy is low, you can't think on how to get out of that. Okay. So. All right, let me ask you this as we begin to understand the framework. We're not going to get it all in this conversation. This is just beginning to understanding and, and, and understand the challenge of it. That's why for, for everybody listening, including myself, the workshop that we're going to be doing, the free one-hour workshop, I really invite you to join us where that because we're going to dive that next layer of depth. But uh, can you start to share what are some of those ways that I get and keep more of that energy. And here's a two-part question though, but I want to start maybe with, is it realistic that you always have high energy or is it that there are periods of time that you have to harness and create more of those periods of time? Yeah, absolutely. So you can, uh, here's a question to ponder. Can you have more energy at the end of the day than at the beginning of the day? And I guess it, it depends on if you're doing, because I think you can sometimes, I think you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, if absolutely. I know that if, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of other people have written and worked on this about doing the things that energize you, which is what you're talking about here. And I do find that on days I might be tired mentally and physically, but there are days when I've done the things that, that I enjoy doing and that I'm good at, I'm more energized. Yes, I think so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of the, the things that energize you, there are, there's actually five um, these are called intrinsic motivators, and these are what you're curious about, what you're passionate about, um, mastery, uh, becoming very good at something, um, autonomy, having the freedom to choose as to how you're going to approach something, and purpose. So getting clear on your purpose. This is one of the reasons why they say, you know, get clear on your vision, get clear right. on your purpose. Right. Um, those are the things that really, it's like plugging into the perpetual supply of energy, knowing full well that you're going to run out of energy. Now, also during the course of your day, it, you need renewal, your renewal practices, renewal processes, but you also need to be able to recognize where your thinking is going. So do you spend most time on topping up with high quality energy or do you need to spend time on stop blocking the holes that leak the energy? The very first place to start is to block the holes. Okay, so give me I an example of something that or maybe for you... Uh, is something that drains that energy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give an, an actual story, an actual uh, real life story. So I was working with a lady. She was um, in a security company. She was reasonably high up in the, in the hierarchy. He, she was responsible for customer services. Any issues should never have gone beyond her. So her team and her were supposed to fix it. A particular customer had an issue that went she, he wasn't happy, so went to her boss. Her boss called her out and said, hang on, what's going on here? And had a go at her. This is on a Thursday. 
Now, as a result of that, she there is some biting conversations. She was dwelling on it and and ruminating on it over the, the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday. I caught up with her on the Monday. And I said, so what's going on for you? And she explained the situation. She knew she had to have a conversation to apologize and get a head clear with the boss, but she couldn't get her head out of the gunk. Yeah. So what was actually going on there was we're talking about the semi in the unconscious conversation. What actually was happening for her was that she felt she'd let her boss down and that she was broken. So I had to dig a number of, uh, of occasions and, and dig deeper. You know, I'd let my boss down. I'm not no good for this. I can't do this. I can never do this. I am broken. Now you think, wow, that's, mm. That's significant. But now you understand why, if that's the message that's been going on inside a person's head, why they would be so uh, fatigued and exhausted and overwhelmed because that's the fundamental message going around in the brain that she wasn't even aware of. Yeah. So within a couple of minutes of knowing that, we turned it. She felt great. She felt fine. She felt rejuvenated, reconnected back to herself again and her purpose and was good to go. So, but wait, 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 let me interrupt there because so I, I get that that being uh, aware of the real deep emotions behind it, and you asked her, you know, layers of questions. Yeah, hopefully now she she can in part learn how to do that herself. Some people need help. Sometimes we got to do it ourselves. But then, uh, how did you get her to shift now to have a completely different approach and mindset? I don't understand. Yeah, that. absolutely. Okay, so we are talking here about beliefs. The definition of a belief is that which we hold to be true. Now, for most of us, our beliefs were created between zero and seven at a time when we didn't have the prefrontal cortex. We couldn't evaluate our own thinking. We just had a thought and it became lodged and unevaluated. It was just sitting in there. So it became a belief. So for her, somewhere in her experience was I am broken. Now, because she'd never evaluated, hadn't brought it to the surface or made it conscious, that's what played out. So the definition, and so for her, I am broken was a truth because she had so much evidence of it. But by bringing it to the surface, the question is, well, is it true? And then I said, well, you know, is there, what, what's the alternative? I think she said something like I'm capable or something like that. Okay. And so I asked her, well, what's the evidence of that? And so she went, oh, and it was difficult initially, but she went, well, there's this and there's that and there's this and there's that and there's this and there's that. And so my next question was, well, which is more true that you're capable or you're broken? And she went, wow, I am capable. Yeah. And so in that moment, she was able to rewrite and rewire a part of her brain. Now, it's not to say that that I am broken will never occur again, but now she's aware of it and she's got a counteraction and she's got a new belief, which is I'm capable because she's got the evidence that supports that. So that's, you know, when you're dealing with a limiting belief because it makes you feel bad, it reduces you to impotence. Okay. When you're dealing with an empowering belief, like I am capable, you feel strong. You feel capable, you feel empowered, you feel open, you feel ready to go. So the process on how you block the holes is very specific. That is, you go through and you identify, so what was the specific emotional tripwire that, that knocked you out in that circumstance? You identify it, you go through what's called a decision matrix process, and you're able to redefine you to you 
and reestablish a new empowering belief. So she was able to move back into what I call a powerful state, clear, understood her circumstance, understood what she needed to do. She felt strong inside herself and away she went. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm getting all of this, I need this more of this energy to be in these flow states, which is at the heart of being a flowpreneur, yes. which is when I do my best work and when I do my best leadership. Is that, am I understanding it at, at a high level? Yes. And, so think of it, and, sorry, uh, carry on. Yeah, no, I'm just, so I'm, I want to go back to the point of, is it, is it realistic? I don't think it's realistic that I can be in states of flow all day long. Is that correct oh, uh, a belief or yeah. not? Okay. That is absolutely true. No, you can't. Um, because when you're in a state of flow, you're using neurochemicals. There's only a finite number of them. And that's why there's what's called a flow cycle. And that flow cycle is um, there's a struggle where you need to focus on something deliberately, try and get into it. So, um, you know, there's a challenge factor to, and you've really got to focus. Flow follows focus. So there's struggle. There is flow when you're in the flow. Uh, and then you need to rest afterwards. Yeah. So that's where you need to go. So into tell me a little the, bit more about that because I didn't, I didn't get to ask you about, yeah, I think you called it recovery. Give me an example, like from a business owner's perspective as to what that might look like in a typical day of managing my business. What is a, yeah. what is an example of recovery? Yeah, absolutely. So it could be one of a whole number of things. It could be simply walking outside so you recognize you put in some good work. Um, typically, you need between um, an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two hours where you focus so there's no interruptions. But let's say you put in some good work going outside. Um, they talk about uh, taking shoes and socks off getting, <laughs> or getting your feet in the, on, on the earth. Um, another one could simply be sitting down and, uh, and breathing, that whole relaxation piece. Most people, they're looking for a dopamine hit, so they go to Facebook. And the reason why that's intoxicating is there's a, oh, there's a new thing. And, oh, there's a new thing. And, oh, there's a new thing. Yeah. That's called passive recovery. Yeah. Or there's a negative thing for that matter, yeah. Oh, yeah, go to the news. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But there's a, it's a dopamine hit because all oh, something new. And, oh, how dare they? And so that's, so that's passive, not a good example of recovery. Yeah. That's passive recovery, and passive it doesn't recovery. really change you. There's active active recovery, which is where you're putting energy into your system. So stretching or yoga or breath work, deliberate breath work. Yeah. Or um, going for a walk outside or just going, yeah. if you, the weather doesn't permit, just going, just going for a walk inside, stand up, stretch, all, all of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that because it, uh, it, it, it's been working for me as I've been applying a lot of those techniques and I have been a big believer in it. So the technique that I apply is a time blocking technique. So I'll block out no more than one to two hours, just like you're saying, to work on a particular yeah. project. I try to minimize or eliminate distractions. I, and I get into that flow. And I've also identified the times of the day when I have more physical energy. I've got, I have all kinds of sleep issues. So I have to deal with that. So I, is that part of it as well to understand when you're more likely to get into those states of flow? Oh, totally. So the best thinking time is typically after you've woken up. So you've got the most of those neurochemicals. Every decision you make, you're using vital um, neurochemicals. So you want the most maximum. Um, so you're at your most creative pretty much straight after you've woken up. 
Um, so if you can spend time there, and then later in the day when the energy levels drop, you move into low intellect work, but like admin or whatever. So you're absolutely on the money. So time blocking. The other thing too, that uh, because you could have a time block, but you could still be distracted by, yes. I don't know, something on your on your screen or a notification or whatever. Or as so a business owner, you know, a fire, somebody comes in and says, oh, we have a problem. Correct. So I would also recommend there's a there's some music called Binaural Beats, B-I-N-A-U, Binaural. I can't remember how you spell it, but just look it up on YouTube, Binaural Beats. And they specifically, they're, they're slightly out of syncopation. One ear is slightly different to the other. So what that does cause is moves you into a, an alpha state, which is easier to focus and easier to stop distraction. So... So I put That's my headphones like, on and play this uh, binaural, binaural sounds, beats, yeah. sounds. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so that's a great tool. Um, I, I'm sorry to cut you off there. I, I want to talk about another tool, which is a free download that you're offering, and, and you'll be able to find this on the show notes page for this episode. But Bruce, t- tell us about this, uh, what you call the Flowpreneur Performance Predictor Assessment. It's a lot, a lot of words, but I've read through yeah. it. And it's a great tool. Tell, them, tell me what I'll find in that download. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we, there are predictable behaviors that go with energy levels. What do we mean by energy levels? Well, right now I can simply say to you, so out of 10, where do you say your energy is? And you go, oh, it's really hard at the moment, number four. Mm-hmm. Now that immediately tells me what performance I can expect from you. And if you said, oh, it's a six, then same again. Um, and so we can't expect an eight out of 10 performance if we're feeling a four out of 10. So number one, it's good to get a self-assessment. Where's my energy level at? And then if I need to, to improve it, what do I need to do to get my energy level up? So, so I might yep. use this as I'm about to go to that time block of hour on a big project is do a self-assessment. And if I'm low, I may need to do one of those recoveries. I, maybe I should go for a walk first and then come and get started. Yes? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other places it's useful is that um, in, in meetings, if you have staff meetings, it's not that you've held the meeting. It's not that you've passed information across at the meeting. It's not that they've agreed to what, you've, what they've heard, what you've passed across. It's their energy level when they leave the meeting as to yeah. whether they will implement it. And so therefore, that says that your meetings need to be high energy throughout and especially when they leave. Now, most meetings drain energy. And so you right. walk out your energy is a four out of 10, let's say, and certainly that was when I was in in corporate. Now, I may have things to do, but in a moment of truth, when I'm sitting down at my desk, I look at the things, the new things to do, and I've got a four out of 10 feeling associated versus these other more essential things. Guess what? I'll go for the more essential things because I don't have the motivation. So that's another way you can introduce this tool to your team. And even at the end of your team meetings, go, okay, find a little scrap of paper, out of 10, where's your energy right now? Screw it up, throw it to the center of the table, and then you unf- unfurl them, obviously, and say, okay, the average rating of the energy right now is, whoa, look at this, it's, it's a four. Right, How do we make, what do we got to do to make sure our meetings are high energy and get their contribution around that? So that's how you can apply it at a team meeting level, but also across your whole organization, energy is crucial. Yeah, I can see using the tool and I've, I've printed out one of the pages of this download, which is the one that has the, uh, 
the performance predictor, you know, that, that takes you through the different levels from one to 10. I can yeah. see using it as other tools you can use to assess, to help assess my team. What are they best suited for? In other words, what brings them energy? I could use it as a tool to help measure that and make sure that they're in the right role working on the right projects. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What energizes you, Bruce, inside that project? Um, what energizes you or in that project, where is your energy generally? Yeah. Um, and so now they've got a grid, a reference point to, to, you can all have a common reference point to say, all right, okay. And where do we want our energy to be? Now, here's the interesting thing. As soon as you talk about energy, it raises energy. It's the most amazing thing. It did. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Okay, great. So we've only scratched the surface. I encourage you to download this free download. You'll find the link to it on the show notes page for this episode at thehowofbusiness.com. All right. I want to go back to this exciting opportunity we have coming up, which is a workshop. It's a free one-hour workshop. We're going to conduct this workshop on March 18th of 2021 at 8 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. Uh, so March 18th, mark your calendars. It's free, but you do have to register. So to register, just go to thehowofbusiness.com show notes page for this episode, and you'll find the link there. And what we're going to do on that one hour is if any of this that we've talked about, and hopefully it does, has resonated with you, if you're still listening, then we're going to do that next level of deeper dive on this flowpreneur framework. And as we always do with these live events, you, you get to ask questions. And that's usually often one of the more powerful components. So Bruce and I will, will answer, we'll try to answer everybody's question in this new, in this one hour rather workshop, because we'll go about 45 minutes of material. You'll get a lot of value and then open it up for questions. So we're going to, we're going to dive more into what is this unshakable leadership, all of these techniques that we've talked about, but to the next level on how do I find this energy? How do I get into those flow states? Um, and some other uh, examples and stories, right, Bruce? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, it's going to be March 18th. Uh, if you are interested, register. It's free, but you do have to register. Go to thehowofbusiness.com to do so and join us for this, what we're going to call a Flowpreneur's Mindset Upgrade. So I assure you, if you invest a one hour with us, you're going to walk away, as Bruce has been describing, with some more techniques and tools on how to change your mindset and help you increase those energy levels so that you can find more flow states. And that's what it takes, as Bruce has articulated in my experience. That's what you have to have to be successful in either getting your first business launched or in growing your business. It takes an incredible amount of energy, Bruce, to get started with the business and to run it successfully. That's been my experience. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Great. Again, we, we've only scratched the surface here on, on this whole topic. It's fascinating stuff. Um, but as we begin to wrap it up, is there anything I didn't ask about related to this, the, the, the framework, the flowpreneur framework at a high level that you think is critical that, that I understand as I begin to try to apply some of this myself? Yeah, so the Flowpreneur model itself has got four modules. So there's, there's the mind state, which is what I've referred to, and that's the very first place to work on. Mind state, that reduces, call it, yeah. Mind, module one is mind state. Yep. That's the state of mind, and that's your, your inner state of being. Right. Um, and that's what we've been referring to in terms of 
if that ain't right, you're leaking energy. Yep. The next, the second module is motivators. These are the intrinsic motivators, which is what I talked about, the curiosity, passion, purpose, mastery, autonomy, and, perp and uh, passion. Uh, and then the third module was around mastery. So how do you actually implement? So how do you, rather than it being just information, how do you get it into your life? And then the fourth module is the flowpreneur module itself, which is the science and the specificity around how do you get into flow states, but it builds on those previous platforms. Right. It, it builds on each other. And we have to start yep. with the mind state or the mindset as you shared with your, your own experiences early on that led you to develop this. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot on this show that our mindset can, can be the reason why we succeed or the reason why we fail and give up. And, and business demands so much of us that we, we have got to, and, and it's okay to, to, you know, to feel that way sometimes, right? It's not like, it's not like as entrepreneurs, we are foolproof to having these moments of doubt and uncertainty and overwhelm. It's how you deal with that and having a framework to deal with that. That's the key takeaway for me on all of this. I'd, I'd put it slightly differently. It's how long you spend in those states. Okay. All so right. you will be triggered. There's no question, but it's how long. So for me, way so how long do I wallow in that state yeah. of, of rejection and of failure? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And, and, and so we will be triggered. That will happen, but it's how quickly can I get back? Yeah. Love that. Love that. Okay. And so in the workshop that we're going to do, we're going to do a deeper dive on the mind state components of this, right? Absolutely. That's, that's going to be the focus. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. We'll start to wrap it up, Bruce. Uh, I'm always looking for book recommendations. Is there a book that you've read recently or in the past that you would recommend? Yes. Um, for anyone who's interested in flow, there's a very readable book called Stealing Fire. And it's literally the different groups of people around the world that were seeking flow states and how they approached it. Hmm. Uh, it's a book by Stephen Kotler uh, and Jamie Wheel, but Stealing Fire. And so it's, it's the first time anyone had actually come to realize that there is something in common between surfers, um, religious people speaking in tongues, psychedelics, <laughs> <laughs> all of these things. Yeah, previously, they go, hey, these things are so disparate they never talk to each other but in fact they're all after the same thing which was a high state of consciousness fascinating yeah it sounds like a fascinating yeah. read thanks for that recommendation all right uh, what's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation we've had about uh, you know flowpreneur and, and energy and being in these flow states what's one thing you want us to take away from yeah absolutely so fundamentally there's nothing wrong with you what do i mean by that we can be exhausted, we can feel overwhelmed, we can be dispirited, and we can think there's something fundamentally wrong with me. I can't get this, I'm not getting it, I'm no good. It's a yet another failure. There is nothing wrong with you. It is you don't understand the system and how the system works and what is causing a leakage in your energy. So I'll just give a very quick story that highlighted this for me, but it's, it's a foundational understanding. And that is that I was getting counseling when Danny was dying because obviously I was so overwhelmed and I was working with a particular very straightforward counselor and she said, Bruce, there's nothing wrong with Danny. And I went, what? Hmm. She's got stage four cancer. What are you right. talking about? She said, right. there's nothing wrong with Danny. Parts of her have cancer. And I went, 
and and and, I, and the truth of that hit me because up until then I had been talking to her as a broken person mm, rather than a whole person and parts of her were suffering. Now, how this relates is that we can look at our performance. We can look at the fact that we're exhausted or we, we can't understand certain things. Or we don't have much energy or we self-recrimination, imposter syndrome, whatever, and think that we are fundamentally flawed. No, we are not. You, me, we are fine. The system works well. We just don't understand how the system works. And therefore there is a leak of energy. I can also, I think, translate that, Bruce, and forgive the, the crudeness of the analogy, but if I look at my business and I'm having a particular problem, let's say the story you shared about a customer service issue, that doesn't mean the entire business is broken. It's just I've got an isolated issue that maybe is mm, a system mm. or a part of it that needs to be addressed. Yes. Yeah? Was that yeah. fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the brain catastrophizes issues. And so it seems all consuming and everything's, <laughs> everything's broken. Yeah. And the reality is that as business owners and entrepreneurs, that this is what it's about, right? I have yet to find out uh, as an entrepreneur or someone who isn't in part, part of it is dealing with these challenges that are presented to us on a daily basis. You know? mm -hmm. And then yeah. as you started to say, no, no greater challenge than what we've been undergoing with COVID for the past year or so. Yeah. Um, all right. Great stuff. Where, where, where can I go online to learn more about you and the services that you offer? So you can look up Flowpreneur. So Flow, F-L-O-W, Preneur, P-R-E-N-E-U-R, flowpreneur.co, not .com, .co. Um, so that's the website. Um, I would recommend um, getting the download which is in the show notes, um, flowpreneur.co forward slash performance hyphen predictor. Um, and then you can download the, um, that, that uh, document, that assessment. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, go to his site. You can also go to my site, thehowabusiness.com. Show notes page for this episode, as Bruce said, is this great free download. Definitely take advantage of that. I'm I have that one page printed out on my desk and I'm using it as a tool. So I, I love that part of it alone, but there's more to it. So get that free download and then consider registering for this workshop that we have coming up. It's free, but you do have to register. We're going to dive into more detail, answer questions. And I think it's tremendously valuable content that Bruce is going to continue to share. Bruce, wonderful conversation. Thanks for the insights, the knowledge. I learned quite a bit. Thanks for being with me today. You're most welcome. It's been a pleasure and, and thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. This is Henry Lopez and thanks for joining me for this episode of The How of Business. My guest today again was Bruce Ross. We release new episodes every Monday morning. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.